hey, what's up? This is Matt Harvey from Exhumed and, uh, you know, a bunch of other shit as well that hopefully you've checked out. And you're now checking out the Phantasm podcast. So turn that shit up, sit back, and fucking enjoy. Cheers. Phantasm. Maximum terror. Ah! That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. You know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Dr. Vincent West with the Phantasm Podcast. Uh, I've got one of my favorite people on today. We haven't talked in a long, long time. Uh, Matt Harvey from Exhumed. And we're going to be talking about uh, To the Dead. Uh, this album cover is fucking fantastic. Um, oh, thanks, man. Rot, rot in the wheelhouse of everything we love horror. It's beautiful, man. Uh, tell us about this first track of this album. Let's see. Uh, good Lord, I can't even pronounce that. Putrescine and and cardiveron? Putrescine and cadaverine, yes. They are, uh, putrescine and cadaverine are uh, compounds that um, arise through the process of decomposition. Uh, as the body loses its integrity, these are two of the uh, substances that it becomes. It's some sort of, you know, necrotic alchemy or whatever, if you will. Flesh becoming goop. And uh, these are the two of the kinds of goop. <laughs> it's amazing. What a what a way I to mean, kick this record off. And I couldn't even pronounce it. Um, it's, <laughs> that's good. That, that makes it sound really intelligent. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to love my Florida accent butchering stuff. Um, yeah, it's a hell of a way to kick this album off. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Drained of Color, track two. You know, it kind of just stares with like a this like bulldozer type, you know, death metal riff, and uh, which is I think why we chose it as the first single. It's <laughs> great, and, and it's just about you know siphoning uh, fluids from a dead body via trocar, and you know the process of discoloration and decoloration of the skin, and you know. That and sort of reveling in how uh, unpleasant the whole thing is. It's and we also made a video about it. So I, yeah, it's amazing. The the video is very cool. You guys should check that out. It's awesome. Uh, it really really cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, track three, carbonized. Carbonized. Um, this one actually well, the, uh, the first two songs I wrote the music for, and then this one our guitar player Sebastian wrote. Nice. Um, and uh, you know he's he's like what twenty years younger than me almost <laughs> both of us faster. <laughs> <laughs> and um sebastian's like a major stoner so when ross and i were talking about you know like what should we what kind of lyrics should we do for this song ross is like well kids are fucking stoner like let's write, write a song about you know smoking dead bodies to get high and of course it goes terribly wrong and uh you know that's what the song is about basically losing your mind uh trying to get high off uh, off of corpses that's perfect perfect <laughs> uh let's see uh rank and defiled track four um rank and defiled ross wrote uh 
the music and I sort of came in and, and helped with some bits on that. And then he wrote the lyrics. I think he originally, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to speak too much for Ross, but I, um, he, he originally told me it was going to be some sort of like a lampoon of the U.S. Senate. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what he had in mind there. But as he started writing, he said that wasn't really working. And uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, so I turned it into one of those songs about how we like to rock that you're so fond of. And I was like, killer. You know, we had sort of some of these sort of quasi-autobiographical songs like uh, In the Name of Gore or Carrying Call. That's sort of our take on like, you know, uh, Heavy Metal Mania by Holocaust or something like that. But, you know, obviously we make it a much more uh, metaphorical and and colorful awesome it's fantastic let's see uh track five lurid shocking and vile um this one was um kind of my when i wrote the music i was sort of my attempt to write something like we would have written maybe in like 1995 for the headdale split or something nice which is why it's got some some really faster tempos you know and um the and that Actually, Lurid, Shocking, and Vile was the alternate title for the record. We were kind of going back and forth between To the Dead and, and Lurid, Shocking, and Vile. And, um, that would have been a good Lurid, one. Shocking. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought so too. I mean, I'm, I'm very happy with the final decision. No, no, no it's cool. Uh, but to, to the Dead was Ross's suggestion, and Lurid, Shock, Lurid, Shocking, and Vile was, was mine. Um, but this one is sort of about, you know, uh, I know so many people for some reason it seems to be like adult white women especially but they fucking love like true crime shit yeah like obsessed with it and that is I'm true one of them right now <laughs> <laughs> like, like robin her bass player and gruesome they, you know they, <laughs> she's into that stuff <laughs> oh, she's so into it that's all she watches and so it's just about sort of uh a deepening a deepening obsession with uh, the dark side of of human nature and you know the kind of line between uh fascination voyeurism and uh you know uh what's the word i'm looking for but sort of arousal by association like you know like i mean i watch porn you know so i whatever but it's like exactly if, if true crime was your porn like what kind of dark places would your mind go to and that's that's what that one's about awesome um, track six, Undertaking the Overkilled. <laughs> uh, this is another one of my lyrics. And I, as I was sort of going through all the songs, I was like, oh, well, at least I have a sort of consistent theme. Um, you this did? one is kind of interesting because we had former, member, former band members write songs, and side two is mostly their songs. And this one was written by Leon Del Muerte of obviously Exhumed and Impaled and Murder Construct and Nails and Terrorizer LA and 80 million other bands that he's done. Um, I really love the, 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 uh, I love the music that he came up with. So that was a really strong track. And this is sort of one of my, uh, when you look into the abyss, the abyss looks back into you. And it's sort of, uh, again, people who become sort of desensitized to their own empathy through constant exposure to these sort of, you know, social Darwinist like messaging of, of the right wing media culture. To sure. Where you, you see somebody like, you know, killing another person for 
stealing for siphoning gas and you don't think wow like yeah that sucks they stole your gas but like man what what's wrong with society that people are out here stealing each other's gas like this is fucked up instead you think good i'm glad i got fucking killed that no good piece of shit and uh so it's kind of about uh numbness to uh violence i guess this is the short answer. Sorry, I hadn't said that out loud yet. I could have crystallized that much faster. No, it's cool, it's man. Dumbness, of violence, and carnage. Nice, nice. Uh, track seven, neurotica. This one, uh, you know, continue with the songs by former members. Uh, this one was by Mike Beams. It's actually one of my very favorite songs on record. Mike you know played on the first three yeah, albums, yeah. so I'm intimately familiar with his style and. Uh, as I was kind of like recording the track, I was like, oh man, I'm just having so much fun playing this dude's riffs again. Um, so with, with Necrotica, you know, Ross and I were talking and we always, you know, have these necrophiliac kind of themes and Ross is like, I'm going to challenge you. He's like, I want you to write a necrophiliac song that is like, the, the, it's not about desecrating the corpse, it's about the necrophile getting sort of desecrated by their own sort of emotional trauma and so it's almost like a a tragic romance of a necrophile as the body keeps decaying and uh you know the relationship is literally falling apart oh wow that's <laughs> to, awesome to, uh, decay so yeah i don't know if you ever saw that movie kissed absolutely that came out of the ne- yeah so that was kind of like my jumping off point with something like that where it's like about necrophilia but it's not just about you know the necromantic kind of thing which i think we've covered you know oh yeah and at, at, at infinitum at this point <laughs> that's great uh let's see uh track eight no headstone unturned no headstone unturned um this was a song written by our old guitar player slash uh bass player uh bud burke and um that's why it has this sort of big melodic <laughs> because bud is saying big melodic guitar hero kind of player nice um you know i you know i always like to sort of take a a, a well-worn kind of aphorism and then you know add something or turn you know something so that it becomes morbid you know we did it a lot like on the first record sure and no heads and i think no heads on turn i think is actually one of the puns in deadest of the dead and obviously, you know, I, I, I think I'm quite clever. So I was like, oh, that'd be a good song title. And it started out as a song kind of talking about uh, just general mayhem in a graveyard and just, you know, grave desecration in general. And as I was writing it, it sort of became a metaphor for like, you know, tearing down these Confederate monuments that were, you know, erected in the 1950s as, you know, the sort of last best bastion of defense of segregation and stuff. Sure. And how these, this obsession with the past is leading to violence today. But it's also just a song about fucking shit up in a cemetery. Nice. So you can, you don't have to get into my whole, you know. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's, it's, it's cool. Um, let's see, uh, track non defecated. Defecated. This one was written by uh, our old bass player Matt Widener, who went, in, who went on to play in uh, County Medical Examiners and Cretan nice. and Libertier. And he's sort of a uh, reclusive genius 
who's just uh, one of my best and oldest friends, but he's also one of the strangest people I, I know. <laughs> so I was really, I was really excited that he was sort of willing to to contribute a track to the record. And Ross really was the lyrical mastermind, mastermind behind this song. And I love this song because it's one of the ones I had the least to do with, so I could listen to it kind of objectively. Um, the this one is about you know. Uh, it's very 90s exhumed, I think, is what Ross was going with this. It's about keeping someone captive and cannibalizing them, uh, or, or, I'm sorry, but enforcing them to to watch as you cannibalize them piece by piece, and then you shit out the meal of this person's uh, body <laughs> in front of them as they're forced to watch you shit out <laughs> the, the shit from their body that you know the, the shit that is from you eating their body so it's just completely disgusting and, and you know kind of a convoluted <laughs> like beautiful mc escher clusterfuck of, of horrible horrible really bad things happening there it's amazing very very cool uh and then the final track uh track 10 disgusted uh, Disgusted, this one uh, is one of my songs, um, and this is about basically a, you know, I, I think it's kind of like a, basically all the riffs that didn't fit in any other song somehow ended up in this one, because I was like, god damn, this song has a lot of parts. <laughs> and uh, it's about, you know, somebody with these sort of violent, homicidal, serial killer type urges, and they can sort of feel themselves they, they, you know, they, they feel these urges growing and they're looking at, at themselves in a mirror and just being horrified at the person that they are afraid they may be. And then that's the, that's the first section. And then by the third verse, when it, you know, sort of recapitulates, it's about turning that outward and acting on these impulses and letting go of the disgust for yourself and then forcing other people to be disgusted with all of the atrocious murders that you are then committing. Amazing. So it's, a, oh, it's like a very, very poor man's O. Henry kind of twist there. <laughs> Dude, this record is killer. And then you've got the, the tour with uh, Holder, Vitriol, and, and Mulder. Is that right? It's uh, Holder and Vitriol for the whole tour. Uh, Mulder is doing the, like the first half, and then Castrator is doing the second Oh, Castrator. Okay, great. Um, and we've already been, uh, you know, joking about how similar Holder and Mulder are, and we've started saying, you know, you gotta know when to Holder, know when to Mulder, <laughs> know when to Scolder. I don't know, whatever. I'm, I'm sure we'll come up with an entire song by the time the tour is over. You could even put um, like an X Files reference in there somewhere. <laughs> right. Mulder, Holder. Yeah, put them, put them together, and it's, uh, and it's. It's, you know, David Duchovny's character from his house. Perfect. It's amazing. Um, as far as writing this record, uh, real quick, was it was it something you all were working on during the pandemic? Was it was it post-pandemic? Or? Um, well, it started before, and, you know, I, I, already as I started the press cycle for this album, I'm like, I can't wait for the next album, so I never have to keep talking about the pandemic sure sure but it was one of those things sorry that, i didn't mean to it's just a oh, thing no, no it's totally it's totally cool it's just you know it, it was a thing that enveloped everything you know it kind of uh it's one of those global events that just takes over everything you know you can't talk about the last two years without talking about it. it's impossible sure. and um we we started before the pandemic and we were about halfway through the album and then 
once the pandemic started, we realized that we would have kind of uh, as much time as we desired to finish the record or to, to write it. And then that sort of, we, we also realized that uh, we played the, the first Exhumed gig in 1991. So it was the 30th anniversary of the band sort of, but obviously with COVID we're like, we wouldn't be able to do an anniversary show. Sure. Um, and we didn't want to just re-record old songs and knowing that not only did we have sort of time on our hands, but everybody did, we thought, oh, we'll hit up these uh, these former members and we'll get them to kind of give their take on what they think Exhumed is about and, you know, how they fit into it and, you know, maybe comment sort of on where we are now versus where we were when they were in the band, you know, via writing a song. And, um, you know, I'm actually like super uh, happy with how it turned out, you know, and, and that they were all able to get involved. So that you know the pandemic allowed us a little bit more time to let people contribute at their own pace and then it you know we really you know took our time sort of mixing the record and we you know we got around studio so it was just kind of like we just fucking <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna go try guitars today like oh i don't know maybe i'll just take like a three-hour hike instead and then uh, we'll sure. just cook dinner i'll come back tomorrow so it was a, it was a real luxury to be able to sort of take that time and go through a bunch of different mixes and, you know, really kind of decide what we wanted the record to be with no external pressure at all. So, so that, you know, we just, you know, making lemon or making lemonade out of lemons or whatever, just trying to make the best of the situation. And this is the second album in the new studio. Cause last time we talked, you had just built the new studio. Yeah. yeah. And that one, we had to really fucking hurry because we just finished building the studio and we had to start a Latin American tour. So we're like fucking trying to, you know, I think we rehearsed like once for that tour because we're all in there just trying to finish the fucking record. It was really stressful. This one was the opposite. This one was, was really laid back and, and uh, you know, it was nice. I don't know that I would want to take four months from starting and making a record to finishing it, but uh, again, but it was nice to be able to do that, you know. Yeah, man. This is a fucking great album. The cover art's great. The music's great. Pound for pound. You can always count on Exhum to give you something, you know, just killer death metal uh, grinding nice. its way through your skull. It's so good, man. This is such a great record. Um, real quick before I let you go, uh, you got this tour coming up. Uh, we should get together, man. I haven't seen you or Ross in like three years. Yeah, it's fucking been a, a minute and then some because we did that tour in 2021, but we sort of specifically avoided heading too south because sure. It oh, it's crazy. That, it's insane. That's where we were, we were going to get COVID. Virus and yeah, we were gonna lose a show. Yeah, it was just a you know it was a you know risk reward thing, and we figured it was sort of better to err on the side of caution. But we're, oh, it did. Smart. we're really to be back in, you know, in, in Georgia and Florida and shit. We're even doing New Orleans on this tour. So, uh, you know, we're going to enjoy uh, a respite from the cold and, you know, some, some good Southern hospitality for sure. So, yeah, let me know. I mean, you, you have my number, so yeah. just uh, hit me up. Look, thank you for doing this. I'll let you go on to the next one. I appreciate the hell out of your time. Tell Ross I said hi. I will. All right, buddy. Take care, brother. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it.